1: Good evening and welcome to the after the dust settles on the Indiana Hoosiers big win over Michigan State in the old brass platoon game Uh, seven game losing streaks over we're not angry anymore at the football team our anger is directed elsewhere, um, mainly towards the Jets punter. But uh, that's a different story for a different day. Uh, Indiana goes up to East Lansing, has a a comeback for the ages, wins in double overtime, 39-31, in in a game where if you look at the box score, you know, I I hope Bill Connolly looks at this box score as one of his wacky box scores of the year. At the end of the year, if you look at the box score, Indiana is outgained by several hundred yards, um, almost you know, 260 yards. Uh, IU threw seven passes all day, completed two of them for 31 yards. Uh, They did run the ball for 257. IU had more penalties. They had 19 less first downs. They had six less third down conversions. Um, They ran 51 plays. Uh, They held the ball for 22 minutes and 23 seconds. They let up three sacks, they let up seven tackles for loss, and they had one trip inside the red zone, and they won.
0: Dub. Dub. I don't care. It. Uh, we can, we'll get more into, you know, what we saw and what we liked, but a win's a win. We're not good enough this year or over the past couple of years to be mad at a win, so... Nope. Especially a road Big Ten win. So yep. that was a game that happens to IU all the time. So it was nice to be on the other, the other side.
1: side. Of so, yep. and it's program victory 503. Since we're counting losses, we might as well count victories as well. Um, no surprise, Dexter Williams got the start, uh, used his legs. I was up in East Lansing. It was. <laughs> I I rewatched the game, or at least the first half uh, this afternoon. I go, when was it sunny? Um, Yeah.
0: It looked like two different games, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, but it it was – the wind – the wind was crazy. It it had to be a steady 20, 25-mile-an-hour wind, and in that stadium, it swirled. It looked like it was going from – side the flags on top of the stadium looked like they were going south to north the flags on the goal post looked like they were going you know opposite directions it, it, like one flag on the same goal post would go one way and the other one would go the other way I it, it affected kicking um definitely affected punting uh, and things like that and and IU was the beneficiary of it on a, on a missed field goal and then you know if you're going to give Jalen Luke a chance to return kicks from the 12 yard line yeah. that's going to happen um he, you know he you could give him the assist on on the indiana's first touchdown he, he had a 42 yard kick return to the 50 um and dexter williams takes it in from there they ran the ball real well thought the offensive line played well you know
0: they yeah, um that was you know something i was going to get into is you could you could just see how Williams's ability to actually run opened up different possibilities up front. A lot more pulling, you know, some zone reads, things like that. Things IU really hadn't been able to do, you know, with a less mobile quarterback in Bazelak or even Tuttle to some extent. So the threat of Williams' legs, and especially on some of those designed runs, he scored on a designed run in the first quarter. Saw some nice things out of the O-line, so opened up some holes and for maybe you know the second or third time all season we saw shivers consistently able to get to that second level did it against cincinnati did it a little bit against western kentucky but man he ran with
1: with more purpose it was no like maybe it was the offensive line play and, and the style of play but he wasn't dancing around the line of scrimmage going you know east to west looking for a hole he hit the hole and um and got to it. Shivers, you know, he had the 79 yard touchdown run, but he, he had 13 carries for 115 yards. Um yeah, I thought the offensive line played terrific. You know, they they were physical, They're defenders on the ground. Yeah, and Michigan State's without their defense alignment, but that's what happens when you, you know, attack a player in the tunnel and and or, you know, you you're gonna get suspended and That's what happened. And uh, I'm not going to apologize for Indiana running all over them. Um, I thought that's that's how they they cooked it up in the preseason on how the offense is supposed to look uh, in terms of the running game. You get Sean Shivers the ball, you know, Josh Henderson uh, in in the trusted situations down on the goal line Mm -hmm. when you needed. You know, Outside of the overtime goal line, when you, when you were trying to hurry up and you couldn't substitute or didn't want to substitute to give them a break, um, you had Shivers in there, but Josh Henderson, you have him pounding in the middle, wearing down the middle of that defense, and then you have Shivers running a little bit to the outside, and you sprinkle in Jalen Lucas, um, and that's, I think, if you had the blueprint from the beginning of the season, that was it. Uh, and then Dexter Williams added 86 yards on the ground too. So you know, my my everybody's gonna say wow, Why didn't Dexter start the season? Oh, he was third on the depth chart. Um, he re- really I know people saw him flash in practice, but the coaches didn't. Um, he he does have some accuracy issues throwing the ball, um, and but. You know, once fall camp start is like ends. Once you get into that last week, you're you're going with Basilac and Tuttle with the ones and twos. So he doesn't have that that much time with the ones, and then game planning and all that stuff. So it's not such a you know just a failure not to play him anyway. I, I the the bigger thing is is you really started should have started the season with Jack Tuttle. I mean, this is a conversation we've had all all offseason. Um, and I thought coming out of fall camp, I thought, well, the decision was clear. And it was clear that Jack Tuttle was a better fit for this offense because he could run. But, you know, it's a moot point. Um, they made the decision, and, uh, you know, it, it didn't pay off their, you know – if if they got one of those games against Rutgers, Nebraska, or Maryland, you're you're playing for a bowl game on, on Saturday against Purdue. So, you know, it's a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, and we'll get into the
0: health of the program, too. But what else stood out for you um, on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, it's just something we kind of talked about, obviously, during the seven-game skid. But just wanting to see adjustments or – Scheme shifts or just the general effort to try something different. And I think what I've liked the last two weeks obviously, the Ohio State game, not the result you want, not totally unexpected, of course, but new wrinkles, trying things. You can tell they're tailoring the offense a little bit more to Dexter, just wrinkles, trying something, adjusting because, you know, realizing what we were doing was not working. So that's been good. Just at least seeing, you know, a pulse, not that of course they don't want to win. They don't want to game plan and improve, but I think it was important for a lot of fans to see like, Hey, I understand, you know, our base offense this year has not been working, but we're going to put new things in, try new things. So that's been good the last two weeks to see that.
1: Yep. And I think they slowed down the offense a little bit um, Mm -hmm. too, against Michigan state. They, they still went up tempo at times. Um, but they, they slowed it down. It didn't show in the time of possession. But that's what happens when you return a kick for a touchdown and get set up on the short field a couple of times. But um, I, I want to talk about Brian Fitzgerald. This this dude, um, IU came into the game. It's total shock to, to me uh, how banged up the, the linebacker core was. We knew uh, Brandon Jennings is probably out. Matt Holt, we kind of forgot, left the Ohio State game with shoulder injury. But that's like the second or third time it's happened this year, and he's come back. Um, and uh, who else? Cam is Jones, obviously. And Cam, yeah, Cam Jones is obviously out. Uh, but they were so thin at linebacker that they moved Brian Fitzgerald down to linebacker. Uh, and, and he hasn't played there in his IU career. He's played the Husky position, which is the hybrid linebacker. But he posts 14 Total tackles, a tackle for loss, a quarterback hurry, and I just that effort that he was all that's, over the field. Yeah, you know it, he was all the effort. That's the difference between last year and this year to me, Alex. Is that yeah? It's another bowlless, kind of crappy year. But you know what? Last year, IU loses this game fifty-five, whatever it was, seven. Um, After going down 24 seven. Absolutely. Whatever. You know, you name Michigan state score and that's, that's what it is. But I I thought Brian Fitzgerald played well. Jonathan Haynes also, also, who comes in and takes Brian Fitzgerald's spot in the secondary because Fitz moved up. He was the second leading tackler uh, with with 11 tackles. He had the big interception as well. Uh, Ball gets batted up in the air and things like that so uh, shout out to those two guys uh they they played really well and and just i think this gives you hope going into the purdue game that this team has a pulse they have fighting them and you know purdue didn't look great on saturday and and um things like that so you, you you got a shot
0: yeah i mean they didn't look great but They're really going to throw the ball, and boy, oh, boy, did I not like what I saw from the secondary again yesterday, Sammy. I think it's been pretty shocking, actually, some of the – almost have to say, like, regression of some of the players in the secondary this season. Yeah. A lot of things – Peyton Thorne in a brutal cold game carved you up for the most part. You got the nice tipped interception, but a lot of pass interferences – a lot you know, of pick so, on Jalen Williams, yeah. a lot of just soft missed coverages, and it really shouldn't be happening for such an experienced group.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Tyler Mullen has been playing better. He did get called for pass interference in the end zone. That actually was pass interference. The one on Jalen Williams in the end zone was pass interference, but it was on the offense Um, because he should have had a pick on that play. There was another play where Brian Fitzgerald probably has an interception, but he gets yanked down by a Michigan State receiver too. Mm -hmm. Michigan State has good receivers, but it seemed like every time they needed a play in the throw game, they went after the guy that Jalen Williams was uh, guarding. Now they adjusted in the second half. Uh, Indiana gave up seven points in the second half. Um, You know, I would like to see Christopher Keyes – Get some more run with Jalen Williams. I know he's a senior, and, and you kind of owe it to him. To but it, it's day after day, it's game after game. He he's getting uh picked on, and and maybe he just needs a breather to 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 refocus. And you go put a, a young guy in there, see what they have. Uh, but yeah, they the defensive secondary. I, I said it it in the first half on Twitter it's the backbone of what was supposed to be of this defense. And it's just getting, it's just getting pounded. Um, but it looks like Tywan Mullins back to being himself uh, a little bit more. So, yeah, it's still disappointing. It just looks like they're a step behind.
0: Yeah. And obviously the whole defense works as a unit disappointed again I thought for the most part the tackling on the from the D line was pretty good James had had a solid game at the field goal block as well but I, another game with just little to no pressure on the quarterback in passing situations and they didn't blitz a ton Noah Pierre comes to mind a couple times for bringing some heat off the edge but another game with little to no contact on a quarterback and it's been a concerning trend the last couple of years and it's you know maybe part of why the secondary has not been you know what we've seen or what we expected this year because again just no heat on the quarterback Sammy.
1: Yeah I mean statistically they they said that they had six quarterback hurries but I don't remember six of them and I don't know what constitutes a hurry Uh, but you know when they did get get to to Peyton Thorne, he threw it away. So you they knew the recipe. Um but I think a lot of that Aaron Casey's banged up to um and things like that. And you don't have a, a, a full defense. Um but I mean that's just another excuse. You gotta get home and, and things like that. Uh but hey, you know, they won it's it's a just it's a statistical anomaly that IU comes out of this game with a win in double overtime
0: that's I feel like every game IU plays is a statistical anomaly in some sense so this time I'll take it we're not the the butt end of it this time but it was pretty fun to watch a different team's fan base meltdown on Twitter after a, a college football Saturday than our own this week. What do you,
1: so. what do you mean? Our own – Where they were already melting down on Twitter and continued to melt down that, you know, the, there are people complaining about the win, saying we'd rather beat Tom Izzo's Michigan State team. I yeah, saying, I saw that on, Man, Yeah. yeah. it's, uh, it, can't, it's enjoy yeah. can't enjoy anything. Can't enjoy anything. It's a nice win. I think it was – Talking big picture here, Alex, I think this, you know, it turns it from a total disaster into, okay, you, you rebounded a little bit. You, you doubled your win total from last year, and you, you've, you've won two conference games after a year of, of winning zero. So, you know, it, let's say you go out and beat Purdue, you finish five and seven, which a lot of people were predicting them to go somewhere between, you know, four and eight wins, and you fall in that window. Uh, you win three conference games, uh, you, you get your two trophies back, and I think you roll into the offseason with some momentum. Now, the football program and the athletic department have a ton of work to do. Uh, if you haven't seen it, and we're going to talk about it, even though people don't want us to talk about it, Tom Allen went off on Wednesday night on the talk, on the coach's show about NIL. Uh, how Eight total IU players bring in a total of $150,000. That's about it. Um, NIL, it's not – look, it is what it is. Um, that's because the NCAA dropped the ball. They apparently were the only ones who didn't see this coming, um, and they couldn't regulate it, and it, it's just become a free-for-all, which I don't think anybody wants, anybody likes. It, it, it's just – it's not good for the game. Um however that's the reality is you're going to need an NIL fund for football um cuz you have one for basketball and look at them they're ranked 12th in the country and you got two stud freshmen uh and you have your all-american center back um and, and things like that and same with the women's team you got some you, you got some players over there too uh who are former five-star people coming in into the program uh but, you know, Tom Allen acknowledged that it's not what you want, but it is what it is, and and you're going to have to adjust. And if you want to have a football program that's not only going to be competitive, but kind of, you know, win those games, and you want an offensive line, and you want players like Deshaun McCullough and Jalen Lucas and um, whoever else he could name, uh, you're, you're going to have to give them these opportunities. And I think IU has dropped the ball on it. Um, maybe not for basketball, but definitely for football. And there's things they, – they just – they didn't get the easy things done. And that's what's most frustrating. Look, if you canvassed and, and phone made phone calls and email campaigns and all that stuff and people just didn't give, I, I could live with that because you put in the effort. IU, I don't think, put in the effort. You had open doors. You, you were cutting edge a, a little bit on that. You have the Cuban Center. And some other things, and you had the NIO luncheon, and um, but how you don't have uh, you know, something set up for football with like an automatic email that goes out after wins saying, Hey, um, you know, hey, whatever, big spittoon win. Because guess what? I got the email at 346 for Purdue because I had to sign up for parking and you had to use your damn email address, so I get emails from purdue all the time now um but it, it was a win d-day in west lafayette and it's you know they, they give you some post-game stuff and then they said help support Boilermaker football um literally costs you nothing to do it costs you the the time of an intern or you know whoever the lowest on, on the rung is um the Hoosiers for good, put them at a concession stand um, and things like that. It, it's just, it's, you you know it better than I It's just, it's the lack of effort that is, that is driving people crazy.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, lots of balance and lots of considerations, but yeah, I think it's tough to argue against if you look at other programs and see what they have and what they get. I mean, I sent an email to, yeah, I sent an
1: email. All I did was send an email to my brother and my mom said, hey, I know you guys are looking for charities to donate to, you know, tax season's coming up. Um, If you're interested, take a look at this and, you know, donate what you can. We got 200 bucks. It was a 15 second email. It's all you need to do. It's, yeah, it's,
0: it's going to be a fascinating offseason, not just for IU, but for a lot of teams. And you said earlier, like, no one wants this or, you know, no one likes it. There, there are specific schools that really like it. So, oh, yeah, it's, it's, tough. State, it's, it's Alabama, not only an LSU. IU problem. It's not only an IU problem, but, you know, coming off of a season where you don't go to a bowl game again, you play really poor football for most of the season again and then you know legally or not or however it happens if you know other players start hearing things or they're you know friends that play at other schools telling them hey i heard a spot's gonna open up i got paid you know x it's, it's tough to not you know you can't really blame the guys for listening to that or looking at that which sucks but the challenge for Indiana now is the seasons where you don't play well, like we have it the last two years and you can't say, Oh, we win. And Oh, you're going to get drafted. And Oh, we're going to go to bowl games in Florida when you can't say that. And then you don't have, you know, the money or the opportunities or the access and the other schools can offer. It's, it's going to be tougher to keep guys like in an IU uniform for their whole career. And I don't think that's just an Indiana problem, but, the you know steps to kind of mitigate the problem aren't really you know prevalent or shown right now. So it's, no, it's going to be tough. If, and
1: it's gonna be
0: really interesting. if
1: Mike Loxley has a player in Maryland that he wants to keep, and he goes to the guys who run Under Armour and says, "Hey, I need what a X amount of dollars so that this guy could stay," like Raheem Jarrett. Let's say that would. Or you know one of his stud receivers. Hey, we need him. There, I'm sure that the Under Armour guys or at Oregon with Phil Knight. Phil Knight's going to write a check. I, I, IU I U doesn't have I U the the I U alumni base is not broke, and we're treat we're treating it like they're little you know the the, the you know the dredges on Skid Row, you know it. it it's the little, little donations that, that add up too, you know, getting a concession stand to do the proceeds, however you want to bring around and do it, figure it out. Cause Alabama is going to figure it out. Ohio state's going to figure it out. You know, if people don't want to donate, do backdoor donations, have one of the concession stands that are already passing money off to charities. Hoosier for, Hoosiers for good is a licensed charity. Put them at a concession stand, so you know. May, I don't know how much of it goes to charity, but let's say you have six games and you get, you know, a thousand dollars a game goes to Hoosier for that's six thousand dollars a season that you didn't have, and, and that's probably on the low side. You know, you, you know, maybe it's ten times that amount. Maybe it's sixty thousand it, dollars. It's it's unbelievable how unimaginative. Um, the NIL efforts have been at IU. Uh, I know we were talking to uh, one of our former coworkers who was down at the Tennessee game at at uh, for women's basketball, and they hit the QR code on the scoreboard to donate for NIL. So it, it's time to embrace it. I know it sucks. It does. As is a if you're a college sports purist, it sucks. It does. It it's. I mean, it's like being a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. It's, yeah, but you have a, you know, O'Neill Cruz is going to be playing for somebody else in three years, and you just know it uh, because that owner yeah. refuses to um, refuses to invest in the team. But it, it's, we'll see. And guess what? We had somebody at the basketball game tonight in Indianapolis. The first and only commercial for the old Oak and bucket game came in the under four-minute timeout in the second half. Uh, and I know that I use running a promotion. If you buy tickets to the bucket game, uh, you you get uh, free balcony seats for for Jackson, Jacksonville State, Jackson State, or whoever yeah. they're playing the next one. My Wednesday. issue,
0: my I clicked through that tif- ticket offer. My issue with that, which again I think is just another sign of not thinking about football, was. And they listed both tickets out and their separate prices, and you had to check both of them to get both of them. It wasn't just like a here's the bundle for X price. And they yeah. had the basketball ticket $31, the football ticket $19. Just say it's $50 and say you get the basketball ticket for free. Why do you, when you're also selling the offer, still have to go out of your way to say the basketball ticket is more expensive than the football ticket? It just, just stuff like that kind of just like that's kind of irritating. It, it, just just say it's $50 and that you get the basketball ticket free or you get both if you don't want to say the football ticket's $50. But uy, I don't know, yeah. And throw in the men's soccer game on
1: Sunday too against Marshall, yeah. they're hosting. Um, you know, make it a, a bucket, bucket. And I don't know, there, there's got to be some British soccer term that has bucket <laughs> in it, um, for that as well. It, it, it's those things, and um, that was probably as animated as, as I've seen Alan in a non post game
0: press conference, correct? He's always um, very buttoned up, very you know, PC on brands. Um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting to see him be outwardly very expressive about something.
1: Yeah, it is it, actually kind of refreshing.
0: Yeah. Let's uh,
1: let's talk about the uh, Purdue game coming up Alex. Uh there there's a lot of different topics, not just this game but the series in general. Uh, you know, it it is I forgot when they moved it, but they moved it to the weekend of Thanksgiving. It used to be the weekend before Thanksgiving, which now it, it still it seems like the students get 2 weeks off for Thanksgiving nowadays. You know, you leave on on the Monday before and they come back like in December. But, um, the, do you think the, they need to, to move the bucket game off of
0: the, the final game of the season? I don't know. I, I don't really think it matters. I think it's cool that there could be bigger stakes, you know, at the end of the season, but would I be mad or overly excited one way or the other, you know, when divisions go away, if they decided to change the format of some of the games, no, um, obviously I want to play Purdue every year, but would I be super fired up or super mad that they moved it off of last week? Not really. Um, I think if, you know, this is a game where I use playing for different things, or maybe if the roles or records were reversed, I do think you see a good crowd. I I think it just depends on how how we're playing and how we're looking. Um, which stinks you always want the rivalry game to be you know, packed and super fun and always memorable regardless of the records, but unrealistic to think that way outside of a few places in the country, I think. Yeah,
1: I think IU gave students free tickets as well. Um, But the problem is students are not on campus. I don't know if the dorms are open and things like that. But you know what I say to that? The last two times at Purdue um, in 2017 and 2021, and even 2019, um, the, their students showed up. Their yeah. student section was sold out. So, what what's, I use excuse, too many people from Long Island, you know, too many out of towners. Um, like you said against, uh, you said last week, if you're not going to go to a game when you're in Bloomington and you're at most a 30 minute walk from the stadium, you're not going. It's, you know you're not coming back or things like that. So, I don't think moving the game off of, off of the the final week will do anything. I don't think moving the game to Indy does anything either. This game belongs on the campuses. Um, you know you're not if you're an IU football fan and you're staying home to watch Michigan, Ohio State, and Auburn and Alabama, you're not an IU football fan. Sorry, you're just a casual college college football fan, and that's fine. I love college uh, casual college football fans, but if you're an IU fan, this is the biggest game of the year. It's been the biggest game of the year for a hundred years for IU, and it's the the team that you call little brother, um, and who every at every sporting event ever they say IU sucks, and this is your chance to come out and help them. Uh, you know, help IU beat them. So. It, it, it's going to be – we'll see what's on the line on Saturday because uh, Iowa and Nebraska play on Friday. If Friday. Iowa wins, they cl- clinch the West, which is unbelievable. Um, mm-hmm. If Iowa loses, then Purdue needs a win to clinch the West. If Purdue loses, uh, who the hell knows? Then it gets into all these NFL coin toss.
0: Um, you know, you're down to the ands and oars. If, yeah, I think if they can't – clearly figure out who wins it coming out of the West. I think they just don't play it and they give it to whoever wins the game in Columbus on Saturday. I think well, that's how they're going to do. They're going to change the rules and just decide to to give it to the winner of that instead of letting anybody from the West play. You know what? I,
1: I would be okay with that because that's what the Pac-12 did. That's what the ACC is going to do um, is that they were forward thinking, got rid of divisions, two best teams are going to play. And you know what? USC might sneak into the playoff. Yep.
0: Yeah, it'd be very interesting, especially if TCU goes down. But
1: they almost went down. They they yeah. had the, the, the fire drill kick, uh, you know, field goal on there. Almost um, doesn't count.
0: Almost doesn't count.
1: No, almost does not count. Um, going into the bucket game, Alex, what do you want to see outside of a win? Uh, uh,
0: of course, what else do you want to see? Just Dexter's got to throw the ball. I mean, I understand the conditions weren't great in East Lansing yesterday. Obviously, super fun to win. I'm glad we won. But I'm not sure how much you really learned about Dexter Williams. Awesome Moxie. First drive was great. Our first drives all season have been great. You got to let him just throw the ball regardless of situation or score. And I know that's going to be hard in a rivalry game. And you're going to want to manage the game to try to win the game. I think it's a, a huge miss to not let him just absolutely air it out, throw the ball around, make mistakes on Saturday. I think regardless yeah. of score, I think that's my number one objective. Well,
1: on in the in the high leverage situation, second overtime, the first play, Dexter Williams threw a dart to A.J. He did Barner. He did. Threw a dart. And he probably, you know, it was probably pass interference on the throw down to uh, McCauley but McCauley's got to start catching those balls. Can't let it go off your chest plate mm-hmm. and bounce 40 feet in the air yeah, and things like that. So I I'm with you. I'd like to see him throw more. I do think they throw more. It's not supposed to be super windy or super cold. I think it's supposed to be in the fifties um, before the game, maybe drop down to the forties uh, upper thirties during the game as, as it gets later and darker out. But you know, if, if it's not windy, yeah, let them throw. But, I think you tailor the offense to him Um, and his legs are his biggest asset. And if you roll the pocket and yeah, get him some easy throws, um, maybe some dump downs that that's what I want to see. Can he manage the offense and not just, not just do quarterback design runs. It's, can you roll out the pocket, hit the open receiver? And if he's not open, take off. That's, that's what I want to see. It's kind of the Peyton
0: Ramsey offense. Yeah, and I think that's fine, and obviously it worked and was successful for us. Then the other thing I really want to see on Saturday, probably the last game for almost the entire secondary, they have had such really, really good moments during their time as Hoosiers. I want them to just play awesome games on Saturday. You know Purdue is going to attack the secondary. You know they're going to try to throw the ball all over the field probably first team all big 10 receiver and Charlie Jones on Purdue's offense guy like Fitzgerald, Mullen, Williams, monster, John Haynes, probably playing their last games on Saturday, man, I really want them to to show out and have performances like we've seen them have before and that we know they can have.
1: Yeah. And, and maybe you get a surprise return of Cam Jones. Um, you know, he's been traveling with the team uh, at, didn't get a good look at his foot yesterday, but you know, maybe he, he comes in and it, look, it's the last game for a lot of guys and it, it's senior day. It's a rivalry game. And this is what college football is all about. You, that secondary can redeem themselves. Um Yeah. you. I don't know. Are any five and seven teams going to bowl games this year that, that don't are not so. Vanderbilt? Don't think um, so so it, it's, 99.9% sure your final game outside of a covid related you know back out in the bowl um it's probably their final game and yeah leave it all out on the field you know yeah. if i'm iu on saturday i i'm putting taiwan Mullen on on um charlie was it charlie jones yep. chuck sizzle um put him on on charlie jones i uh, and you know, you follow the Sam McCullough with, with um, who's a Payne Durham. You know, you put one of your linebackers on him and, and you go to work. If they run the ball for 250 yards, they run the ball for 250 yards, but you don't let Aiden O'Connell beat you because that's what they do. Um, I use defense, I, I thought played well in the second half, I thought the tackling was better last week in the second half as well. And Purdue doesn't have a running back like Jalen Berger. Uh, or Elijah Collins um, and things like that. Berger is he, – he showed what he was at Wisconsin yesterday um, mm-hmm. in, in a slippery back. So, to me, it's that. It's go give your best effort. I don't think it's going to be a game like last year where you just gets blown out in the second half. I, I think that phase of this team is over. I think they showed that on Saturday. They showed it all season, honestly. Um, you know, they didn't – outside of Penn state and, and Ohio state. And that's just the talent gap. They're in it. They were in every single game. And, uh, I, I think to, to get the ball, continue the ball rolling, uh, on the rebound, uh, year it, it's, they need this win, and they need to play like that. And there was no quitting this team. I don't think Tom Allen has lost this team, uh, or things like that. It oh, looked did like you see he, that locker room after. Oh, it was crazy. Um, and it seems like Tom Allen's having fun again. And Like, correct me if I'm wrong, it didn't seem all season, even in the winds, really. It, he just seemed tense and, you know, a little tight maybe. Uh, but yesterday we said jumping up and down the sideline, hugging people, yelling at the referees, um, you know, stuff like that. I Guess he cut his face again. I don't know. Or it's from the Michigan game two years ago. He lost his glasses. Like, that's the Tom Allen. Indiana needs they need, you know, the intense, the intensity, the excited guy, the one who's gonna go and give all his defensive players hugs for, for fourth down stops and stuff like that. That's that's the guy they need. Um final thought, Alex. Uh watching the game back. Why is Connor Bazelak on the travel squad? Is he yeah. just to keep the seat warm on the bench? Because he looks absolutely miserable. He's not, yeah, you know, Dexter Williams takes the, the ball portal. down for a touchdown, and everybody's high-fiving him, and and Soresby's giving him advice. Hey, this is what we saw on the sideline. And he's just sitting there like a frozen statue. So, yeah, I, I, I would assume that he, he is going to hit the portal as well. Um, but yeah, let's, let's go. Let's, it's bucket week. Let's, uh, you know, let's
0: go all out. Yeah. I think, uh, very interesting game. I think it's about a 10 point spread right now. Last time I saw how you will be an underdog again, which is, is what it is, but lot to play you- for. You want to win every game. Every game's a big game. It's, a, you know, especially a rivalry game in the bucket game. So, yep. Three thirty on Big Ten Network. We'll be watching, of course. I think we will have a few people down there. I'll be there, down there. Uh, Zach will be down there. Um,
1: I don't know. We might not want Nate down there. We no, might I tell don't. him to yeah, stay home. So he we're almost we're going to tell Nate to stay
0: home. Man. The yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's after coming up here, you lose forty-four to seven against Purdue, and you play Grant Grimal and a bunch of quarterbacks. Lot a lot has changed since that point. So, but you got clowned in a rivalry game last year on the yep. road, put up next to no fight. You scored on the first drive of that game last year, and then did pretty much nothing positive for 50 minutes. So nope. they had a pick six call back for passing appearance, and that was all she wrote. Yep. So Yeah, I mean, you got clowned by him last year, and I'm sure the coaching staff remembers that. I'm sure the guys on the team that were there last year remember that. We'll see. If you can't get excited to play on Saturday, regardless of your record, you probably should not be playing Big Ten football.
1: Do you want Purdue to have the chance to win the Big Ten title or Big Ten West title? Never, Yeah, I'll play. Well, no, no, no. I mean, do do you – would you rather have Iowa win or lose on Friday? Win. I, 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 90% of me agrees. The other 10% is like, let's roll the dice and have Purdue play for a Big Ten West title and just beat them because that would be awesome. But I do think that um, having that on the line, maybe if it is settled and they, they're not going to the Big Ten championship game, it's kind of a little bit of a letdown um uh, on their part so uh, if not anyway uh it's bucket week we'll have you covered uh heading up into the game as Alex said it's a 330 kick at Memorial Stadium weather's supposed to be pretty nice uh for late November TV is Big Ten Network you could listen to Don Fisher and Rhett Lewis on the IU Radio Network with stats provided by myself um Anyway, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody as well. Give us a follow on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle for as long as Twitter exists. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well. It's every day. Alex, I text Alex. Hey, is, is Twitter done? Is Twitter <laughs> going to die today? Is today the day? <laughs> so, no, no, we'll see. No. Um, anyway you can also follow us on Instagram at Hoosier underscore huddle and on Facebook. Um, We'll have you – TJ and I will have the preview podcast tomorrow. Have a great Thanksgiving. It is the final game of the season. Uh, It's gone by quickly, too quickly as always, and uh, we'll have you covered through the offseason as well. P-O-T-F-B. Yes, sir.